Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Trendy presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers and Eddie. As you can tell, since I cannot even get through the intro, I am still not feeling well. I have been under the weather and all week, which should make you feel ashamed. You should feel like really, really, really bad about yourself for beating up so much on an infirmed man. I'm not just your boss. I'm someone who is dealing with serious health issues, and you are just crushing me. 14.7 to 6.7. What do you say? have to say? Defend yourself. Well, uh, first of all, I don't look at our bets here as uh, – I know it is a matchup, and, and it's fun to see the trendy scorecard um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we post on our Twitter. But the way I look at it, too, is we have a bunch of loyal listeners. You're going to give them out great bets in the NBA and the college hoops, and I'll give them the NHL stuff. I'm just trying to win everyone money. But uh, I did have a good night. I I was checking all the stuff out. I was out with my fiance last night, and I'm like, oh, Austin Matthews' goal. And then it's like Nathan McKinnon, four goals. I should have bet, by the way. I should have just bet yeah. Nathan McKinnon. Half. I wonder what a Nathan McKinnon hat-trick bet was uh, the other night. And then the Oilers keeping that streak alive, uh, shutting out the Blackhawks, uh, knocking what hopefully have one more game left in them. So I had a pretty good night in the NHL. I figured when my Rangers lost to the Sharks, the worst team in the league, I believe in the law of averages. I'm like, well, if they lost that game, something else good may happen. And then the three other bets uh, that I gave out the other day uh, all hit. So, yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah, I, I looked back at it. I wasn't watching at the time, and I was like, oh, there's only one goal in this game. Well, clearly it couldn't have been Austin Matthews. You know of course, it's not just Austin Matthews. It's Austin Matthews in OT in a one goal game. Mm-hmm. Oh, you stinker. You also followed my NBA bet where I gave out those first quarters that hit again almost right away. Like, I I love that bet. I love that yeah. bet so much. It is coming back again next week. I cannot, I cannot stop making it right now. Tyler Hero is a god in the first quarter on that assist. Again, going back to what I said, like the listeners, we are here to win you money. Take these bets. I tell Toby for a reason. Take these bets. Go on your Caesars app, place them, and you'll you'll win a bunch of coin. There you go. Well, before we win some people, a couple more coins, Eddie. Uh, last time you were on, we had a great music chat about Christmas music. Before that, we talked about the intersection of sports and music. So I can't have you on here and not have a music discussion. So if you guys just want your conference championship picks, I'm sure you can fast forward a little bit. But Eddie and I are going to have some fun before we get down to that. So the topic I wanted to do today, Eddie, it does still tie to sports, right? So you can watch, uh, you can watch highlight reels or you can watch whatever mixtapes of people. And you might think that, you know, whatever, Amani Bates is just as good as Michael Jordan if you watch like their high school highlights. And so there are ways to like kind of fool your eyes, fool your eyes to think that like this one guy is as great as the all time greats. So I started thinking about that with bands. And you can't do this with one hit wonders, right? Because like you don't just look at like one dunk and be like, oh, that guy's the goat, like because of that one dunk. So one hit wonder doesn't qualify. But once you like listen to a, like, I don't know, a full album or an hour or two hours or three hours or whatever it might be, it's like, yeah, okay, this guy's obviously great. Like I've got enough, I've got enough tape here, but like you didn't need the mixtape for that. You've now got, you're now three hours into it. You have the full breadth of the of the portfolio available to you to make your evaluation so the question i put to you is if i put the length at 30 minutes if you're on spotify and you want to put together a a list of just 30 minutes minutes which bands could you suddenly start to think oh my god they're better than the beatles like these are the best people ever at music because of this restriction it's a great question and um i have answers for you and i have answers in two different categories i have a couple answers for me i have a couple answers for people uh, that want to you know almost like dip their toes into new music so for me personally um if i was just giving 30 minute chunks of of bands i have nothing else of their category like their their whole uh, catalog i don't know anything else about them um i yeah, know an alien lands an alien lands Perfect. you're like this is it they're like you're, you're playing it for a nine-year-old for the first time who's never heard of any of this stuff. That's that's perfect for these two for me. Um, and man, I I feel bad saying this. I feel like I'm gonna have a bunch of listeners be like, Eddie, you have terrible music taste. I no longer trust you. For me personally, 
I I can't believe I'm saying this. They, I just find Queen and ACDC repetitive yeah. and I find them to be like if I go beyond those 30 minutes and don't get me wrong th- those 30 minutes a plus but if yeah. for ACDC specifically my my dad loves ACDC in the live a bunch of times like he just you know, always cranks him up but I'm like everything to me starts to sound relatively like the same like just the heavy power chords and you have either Bon Scott or you know Brian Johnson screaming into a microphone and I'm like that all sounds the same but if you cap it at 30 minutes you get their best hits in there I'm like yeah it it it, it kicks serious tail they're great and the same thing for me with Queen where a lot of the you know Queen songs are very performative and obviously Freddie Mercury one of the greatest voices of all time Brian May seriously underrated guitarist um and I love you know the movie about him was was great I I'm I'm a a fan of Queen I like their best hits but I feel like once you go beyond the hits, I wasn't in love with their category. And I do think that they have, you know, it, it is, there's not a lot of songs where they're just like songs. It, it's a, like I said, it's more of like a rock opera, very performative sort of thing. So I know I'm going to get people saying, you don't know anything we're talking about. I'm just saying for me personally, those two bands, like the minute you send me this, I'm like, I know exactly what I want to talk about because <laughs> once you go beyond that, that once you hit the 31 minute mark, I'm like, okay, I, I think well, I've had enough. Right? Like, I actually went through the exercise with some of mine, and I'll, you know, I'll let you finish yours before I, I do some mm-hmm. of mine. But I actually started to build Spotify playlists to to make sure that, that these were the bands that I wanted to talk about. And, like, that's the whole point. It's like the 40-minute mark, if you're like, I can't even get to 40 and edit down, I'm at, like, 29, and I'm trying to, like, stretch that last mm-hmm. song. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Because if you could fill an hour, then you're a different category of band already than the one that can only fill 30 minutes. Just like the ones who can fill 30 minutes are a different category of band that can only fill 10 minutes. I Exactly. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So, yeah, those two, for me, stick out. And I think... Uh, if I had to help these uh, these aliens that landed and didn't know music and I wanted to show them like the depths or like the 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 great the heights rather that that certain music that rock and roll music, especially like aggressive music can get to, uh, I would show them like three probably only have time for like three tool songs a band I'm actually seeing in a month's time <laughs> or now. Oh, but I mean, all their songs are 10 minutes anyway. I bet if I showed the what they could do how expansive they are with just these four guys uh, and especially how great the drummer is danny uh i can get people hooked on that with the 30 minutes that, w- that would be my goal with that so um i guess i need those you know to help me beyond the 30 minute mark for acdc and queen and then let me go back to like that again the 30 minutes of those bands a plus obviously you're like you said you know all oh, they're better than the beatles if you listen to you know freddie mercury and company and like the uh obviously all the 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 hits they played in the movie like it's incredible to see how it was all formulated and when and the 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 performance in uh what was it live aid i mean like yeah. arguably one of the greatest performances of all time like they have the ability if we just cap it there so that that's those are like my two different um answers for those uh those questions good and like isn't I don't know, like every generation attention spans shrink, right? Like, so if right. bands are being rediscovered because music is luckily somewhat timeless, mm-hmm. like, isn't this about the increment that you're going to start maxing out on somebody you'd be able to expose? It might only be actually 10 or 15 minutes, right? Like, you know, a hundred years ago, uh, movies were called books. And so like, that was the one people had the attention span to read entire books and they had no other choices. And then yep. they got the movies, which were like two hours long. Then we got the TV, it was like a half hour long. And then we started getting to the digital age. And now we're down to like eight second TikToks. Like, I don't know what like image flash is just gonna come through my like contact lens uh, in- implants 10 years from now. And it's like, oh, you have half a second. That's all you ever have. Like that seems to be where we're going with our attention span. I, that's such a great point too because it used to be back in the day you get an album you listen to the album now it's all about the single and this is more for like pop music but everyone wants to get that one radio hit that one single out there you know and i don't want to besmirch all the the pop acts out here but like i don't think they're making fully great albums whereas back in the day like you would have you know there's no longer people making the wall like pink floor like there's no thing where you have, you have to listen to the from the beginning of it and then you flip it over and you put the b side and you're like this is uh amazing now it's just about your radio play and get that one hit song that you know was written probably by a you know a ghost writer or something and it, it's sad in a sense that to see music that go that way and the same thing too you're right with movies like i just had friends the other day talking about um you know the oscar nominations and they're like oh man like you know killers of the flower moon was good but it's such a long movie and i'm like yeah it stinks that like filmmakers no longer have the ability to expand on their story everything now has to be you know like a 90 minute movie or, or you have to do like a tv show that's like an eight-part miniseries because people yep. need to break it up so we've definitely changed as a uh, as a society so the 30 minute mark here again uh, it's perfect for this uh, question 
it's also a, a great chunk of time, right? Like if, if you're in your car and you're running an errand, like oh, I, I got to run to the store and back. That's about mm -hmm. a 30 minute chunk. You're walking your dog. It's about a 30 minute chunk. It's like one of the power of podcasts. Like I, you know, I have to listen to a ton of them and I'm up to 1.8 X. So, uh, you know, like an hour long podcast is about 32 minutes, like 30 minutes is the right increment before I need to move to something else. Uh, and so that's why I started thinking about this. I mean, also because I've been teaching my kids about music and like back to the attention span thing. Like if I want to teach you where the Rolling Stones is, I don't have five hours. I don't have the time to run through the entire catalog. I've got, you know, I've got about four songs before they're asking me to go back to T Swift. Uh, so I got to make sure they're bangers and then I can get four more if they're good. So here are the ones that uh, that jumped out to me. And I'm going to ask other people when Dave comes on, I'll ask him this. When Martin comes on, I'll ask him this. So I'm not going to give like my 100 bands that I think benefit from the 30 minutes, but I'll give you the first three. Uh, and the very first one that's on my list, like Aliens Land, and I, I play them this 30 minutes, and then I play them 30 minutes of the, the Beatles. It's a, it's a minus 110, which band they pick which one they pick is the superior music. And it's the talking heads. Hmm. Like the talking heads is the epitome of this question to me. Like you want me to get into, you know, hour, uh, hour two of the talking heads. All right. I've lost a little bit of interest. You want to play me nothing but flowers. This must be the place psycho killer once in a lifetime. And she was wild, wild life and burning down the house, which I put together on Spotify this morning. It is exactly 30 minutes. You want to play that for me? Oh, I'll take that taste test against the Beatles, baby. That is a killer lineup. You get down with the talking heads. Uh, I lately have reached out and listened to them more than normal because uh, I have seen their influence on music today and like what David Byrne created and how obviously he's very well respected. I believe he has been touring lately um, a little bit too, but uh, they have their influences. Like they are a rock band, but they definitely have more of like that pop, um, not entirely like synth, but they get into like that new wave sort of um, sound, which uh, a lot of rock bands used to. I know like Pearl Jam's last record, they had a lot of songs that were influenced by the talking head. And you would never think like, oh, the rainy grunge Seattle guys are mixing with what David Byrne creates and the talking heads like it's pretty crazy. So I, I'm, I'm I think 30 minutes is perfect because, uh, again, like those songs that you mentioned, those could really go up against. And then there's a reason why I'm talking heads with the talking heads and those because the songs you name. So, yeah, they can 100 percent go toe to toe with uh, any 30 minutes of any other band. All right, I'll send you that, that uh, the playlist I put together. You're going to want to listen to it if you're getting into it. Just It is a magnificent 30 minutes, and I'm still mad at my daughter. My daughter is 11. Her first concert ever, Eddie. Uh, what was your first concert? Did I ask you that last time? Oh, I don't know if you did. I think my first concert was Bruce in Giant Stadium, in the old Giant That's Stadium. That's so good. Holy yeah. hell. That's a yeah. great answer. You you are in a 95th percentile answer, but my daughter's in a 99th. I took her to Austin City Limits. I forget if she was like she was like six or seven. And the lineup, you know, you can't stay there all day. You can't stay out on a music festival for like 12 hours in the sun. So I just took her to a chunk of it when she was really young. And the the three acts she saw back to back to back, her first musical act, her first concert ever was David Byrne, Father John Misty, and freaking Paul McCartney. Oh was her opening concert of her life. That is something else. I actually just saw um, Father John Misty recently at a, at a festival. Uh, the former drummer of the Fleet Foxes, if I'm Fleet correct. Foxes. So, yeah, that's uh, and he went on crazy on the thing. That is uh, that is some trio. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's ever like laying on the couch with her feet up telling the therapist that her daddy didn't take care of her. I just want to like send her that concert ticket and then like sign off. To see to see a Beatle like live in performance is something I need to see Paul McCartney or Ringo still doing his thing too. Um, that, that is, uh, that's something else. And a ACL yeah. is a hell of a festival. Yeah. All right. Well, second one. Um, all right. This is, this is, a, this is the jump, Eddie. Uh, this is my tool version that you just gave. I still can't believe you gave tool. Cause like that playlist would be like three songs. It's like, three songs. I, it was like, if I asked somebody uh, for the grateful dead of this question, like, Oh, the best 30 minutes possible. The grateful dead is like a dark star from 1974. You know what I mean? Like there would be a Just one, one jam. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So that's not exactly what I was going for here, but I still appreciate the hustle. Uh, here's the band. It's sublime. You give the sublime just 30 minutes. Now we're talking like this is a California, like influence ska band. I'm sure you've been exposed to it a lot out there in Southern LA. Uh, their most famous album, they actually recorded in Austin, strangely enough. But this is one where it's like, okay, I, they, that 45th minute starts to be a little tougher. You know what I mean? Like, but I can get way past 10 and you put this on. It's like, all right, I'll play you Bad Fish, Santeria, What I Got. 
Boss DJ, Garden Grove, their Scarlet Begonias cover, uh, Don't Push, 40 Ounces to Freedom. I play you that. And then I play you like Jimmy Buffett or like some other like that like mood music where you expect like waves to be crashing around you. Come on, man. You're taking Sublime every time. Sublime is, you know how I know that's a good answer is because Sublime is like still touring today with obviously a different lead singer. So that proves that people still enjoy their music and they just want those hits. They want the 40 ounces of freedom and the Santa and the what I got. They want to hear all that. That, that honestly is another great answer too, because you're right. They, they probably, their stuff probably does fall off a cliff because I do feel like it's very, like their music is only in a, it's in a box. Like they can only do so much as a band and no offense to them. They made some great hits, but I don't think they're as musically talented as some other people we've just discussed. Right. But, but I think like, that's a perfect, like they have those radio hits that everyone knows, no matter if you listen to that genre or not, if you're into the ska stuff or not, you still know it. I do. Uh, I'm, the, I'm not the biggest ska guy, uh, admittedly, but once you hit that 30 minute mark and like you said, you go start going beyond that. It's like, Oh, I'd rather go back to the hit. So that's another, another great answer. And yes, very, very popular. And then my neck of the woods over here. Also the max you can play for your kids. Cause after that you have to get into like wrong way or caress me down. And that is not something you want to listen mm -hmm. to with your children. So yeah. put, use the playlist I just put together. It's 30 minutes. It's great. Uh, last answer for now, Eddie, then we'll get to our picks. So, uh, I grew up in this town, Manassas, Virginia, and it literally had train tracks that were running through it. And on one side of the tracks, uh, you know, it was like the right side of the tracks and the other side was the wrong side of the tracks. It was like a cliche come to life. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I was playing sports growing up and I lived right on the other side of the quote unquote right side of the tracks and, you know, there was the wrong side of the track. In sports growing up, they divided the, uh, the county up by geography and it was like neighborhood by neighborhood. So my neighborhood where, where I grew up like having a car and things like that. And in the other neighborhood, we actually grew up as kids playing sports together since we were like 10 years old. Uh, and so like when I turned 16, I had the car and I would suddenly have to, you know, go get my teammates and I'd pick my teammates up and drive them around to practice and everything. Uh, by the way, re really quick side story that'll make you kind of, uh, open your eyes a lot as a 16 year old white male. It's like, I was driving into my, uh, my friend's neighborhood to drop him off and he had me pull over as soon like first time. It was the first time I ever drove him home. He had me pull over like the moment we got into the neighborhood, he jumped out of the car. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, and then he jumped right back in. I was like, what was that? He's like, oh, yeah, that guy was going to steal your car on the way out. And I told him you were good. It's like, oh, OK. All right. I guess uh, we're not behind my picket fence right now. Like, this is this is a great way. But it was like, it's an awesome way to grow up, right? Be to uh, have so many different cultures and different things to be exposed to young. And then it's just like, these are just all your friends, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. uh, you don't even think about it that way until you like think back later. It's like, oh, I guess that was a little weird that that conversation took place. Um, but anyway, they would have me play the music. And so, you know, like I was obviously into Wu-Tang and Snoop and Tupac and Biggie, like like the 90s rap and all that kind of stuff. Like that's where I kind of went through my peak rap phrase. But they wanted me to play them some, some of the other music. And so the band that I put on that I told them, I was like, I guarantee you know these songs. They're like, there ain't no way we know this white boy stuff. And I was like, I guarantee you know these songs. And they would just fight with me. Was was uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Creedence Clearwater Revival has so many songs that everybody, no matter where they're from, actually knows that everybody grows up, grow up with, or if they just come on the radio and they're ubiquitous. I don't know so much anymore because the radio doesn't exist. It's all Spotify and TikTok and playlists. But like if to at the point where there was still radio, Bad Mood Rising was coming on, Proud Mary was coming on, Fortunate Son was coming on, Looking Out My Back Door was coming on. And the thing I love the most about them, Eddie, is how fast they get in and out of songs. It is like all filler, no filler. There's not like, the eight minute, like, let's just explore the studio space. It's like, we have this hook, we have this song, we have this message, we're going to tell this story, and we're going to do it in three minutes, and there's not going to be an extraneous note in the entire thing. So when you put together 30 minutes of CCR, you actually get 10 songs, and they're 10 of the, I don't know, thousand best songs written from like 1970 to 1980. It is a amazing playlist. Yeah, I was weirdly just reading about them the other day with something um, big. I'm a big fan of theirs, like Fortune Sons, really one of my favorite uh, classic rock songs of all time. But I know like they had some weird stuff with their band 
where like his brother John's brother wanted to write the stuff and he was like okay go do it and then they didn't have any hits and then like it was like John uh, Fogarty who obviously was just like pumping out the hits like crazy and the record uh, execs and the radio execs were like big and they just kept asking for those like singles which is why people like got um, there was a story too about I know I don't think this was a CCR song but I think it was a Fogarty solo song where he made like Centerfield and then people hate mm-hmm. that song because it doesn't really yeah. sound like their, their sound but they were forced into it because of that so goes to show that like I mean, talk about bands like, you know, their uh, best bang for your buck, uh, 30 minutes of them. Like they're putting on hits like crazy in such a, sm- a short amount of time back in like, you know, what they formed like late 60s, early 70s. So that's another another great answer there. Um, it is crazy. If you Google them, you're like, wow, they do have a ton of songs that are awesome. And, they've been, and a lot of their songs, too, have been used throughout like pop culture with like whether it's in TV shows or, or movies, especially, too. So they're like ingrained in us from that like time period. It's uh, it's awesome. Obviously, Apocalypse Now and stuff. But like this is um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's a great call. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know if the history of the Vietnam War can be told without somewhere being soundtracked by CCR. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a big part of our, you know, our lifespan, right? Like, uh, people that are alive today are still still told, telling a lot of stories about Vietnam and Apocalypse right. Now, et cetera, is embedded in culture. But yeah, I encourage you to go look at that. That is a band I can get to 45 minutes. I might be able to push up to an hour, but that first 30 minutes is unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I, I really had fun building those on Spotify this morning to, to work on this exercise. I'm going to build a bunch more. We'll do some more in future episodes. I will not be listening to your tool one, but if you want to put together Queen or ACDC, I am all in for those. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm here just to help out the aliens and be like, just just trust me on this one. It's progressive. It'll get to the point eventually. Uh, but yes, I, I I will try to do the best Queen and ACDC you want and, and to hopefully not uh, offend any fans here. And that's what we're good for and trendy. Give out winning bets and we give out playlists now. Yeah, look, any listener out there wants to send me a playlist of who they think is the best 30-minute band, I'm in, man. I got 30 minutes to listen to it. So tell me whoever you think it is and uh, put it together, and I'll give it a spin. I'll give it a review. All right, well, let's get into why we're actually here, Eddie, which is to talk about these football games this weekend. We'll be right back after this word from Caesars. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Eddie, we are back. And I won't even pretend like I'm approaching on you since you're up eight units on me. I didn't press uh, as hard as I probably should to catch up with you. I'm going to see if you're going to implode. Maybe take a zero that allows me to uh, close the gap. How are you going to avoid doing that with your hard pick? Well, my heart pick here, you know, uh, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs bet here uh, because, you know, this whole season, and I'll be honest, I picked the Chiefs to reach the AFC title game. Uh, I picked them to reach the Super Bowl and they actually to play the Eagles. The AFC title game, I had them beating the Jaguars. Obviously, those two teams didn't work out, but what's the common denominator here? The the Chiefs just always make it. This is where Patrick Mahomes lives in the playoffs. He is used to this. He expects to be here. And all year long, we've just kind of been up and down on the Chiefs. Do we trust them? Why isn't Patrick Holmes getting help? This is a different Chiefs team. This is like the defense is good. We've never seen the Chiefs have a great defense. Yes, you could say what you want about the pass catchers and Travis Kelsey maybe being injured and Father Time catching up with them. But they did give Patrick Mahomes help in the form of a seventh-round running back named Isaiah Pacheco, who has mm-hmm. scored a touchdown in their first-round game, second-round game, and he will score again even versus this tough Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, I think that he is a guy that just, like, they make fun of him. I believe they were saying recently on Twitter that he runs like he's a kid who just, like, bit somebody. Like, he just has this angry <laughs> style of running, um, and he has helped Patrick Mahomes because there's somebody he can rely on. And we've never really seen – Andy Reid lean into this run game. He's always been using like the running backs as pass catchers, but Pacheco is the one guy who could, you know, milk the clock and just like take the air to the football, which I think is something that Patrick Holmes is going to need. He can't, he doesn't have to always play hero ball. So uh, I love Pacheco. I love how much they're leaning on Pacheco. And for him to score a touchdown is plus 105. You're getting plus money for a guy that scored uh, in both their playoff games. And I think he's going to be in position to score again. They will have the ball. I know, again, I know how good the defense is, the Baltimore Ravens, but this is Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. This is Andy Reid we're talking about about and he will get the ball inside the red zone and that's where I think Isaiah Pacheco will feast plus he does have that ability to kind of break a big run um so I think this is a, a nice bet here uh that he is going to score and again it's my heart pick because I think all year long everyone's been battling about this but I think I've solved the answer the answer was the help he needed was a like an established stable run yeah. game and Pacheco was that guy yeah, and Martin's been all over that, right? Like the importance of balance and running the rock and moving grown men against their wills and all the like, great phrases that he has. He's been talking about it a lot. And you guys sound like you're on the same vibe in terms of how the Chiefs are going to advance through uh, this round of the playoffs. So I'm going to go to the other game to open up with Eddie, and I am going to go with the under and Niners-Lions and minus 110. And this is a hard pick because I really don't have great stats uh, around why to, why I believe this, but I believe this like all in my heart. I believe it all year long. I actually, at the beginning of the year, I was betting a lot of unders because the more the public is involved in the action, and now we're down to just two games, the more overs tend to get bet up because who wants to play the under? Overs make friends, unders make money. So I went, looked at the two games and I said, which one has the higher line? 51 and a half seems like a lot. Uh, seems like that might've been bet up a little bit. So I'm going to take the under almost blind outside of the two teams. Although if I was looking at the teams, the Niners haven't been involved as, as many shootouts as you might think, given their weapons. Uh, 13 out of 17 of their games this year went under this total. Part of that is, you know, a, a really good defense. Part of that is ability to start controlling the clock once they get a big lead. And so they're not giving up as many like backdoor points as they might otherwise. But yeah, it's a frequent under for the Niners. So it's up to the Lions to really really push the total and if that's the case i will take even money that won't be the case in a conference championship game featuring our sad sacks out of detroit yeah this is an interesting one because i want to say the detroit Lions secondary is so bad i i could see the niners putting up points but the re- reversely um, the Troy Lions offense, Jared Goff is like the best passer in the nfl in terms of throwing it to the middle of the field but however 
the San Francisco 49ers defense, I believe is the second best or third best at defending middle of the field, like deep throws. So yeah. basically what, what Jared Goff looks to do, the 49ers make sure to cancel that out. So what is he going to be able to do in this game? Um, you know, is it going to be a big Jameer, uh, Jameer Gibbs and uh, Montgomery game? Who knows um, if Goff already knows this. And I'm sure, you know, they're trying to figure out a plan to, you know, circumvent the Niners defense. So it's going to be a battle to see like what, what gives in, is it going to be the Lions DBs or it's going to be this, uh, the middle of the field for the 49ers uh, uh, defense there. So that'll be interesting. You know what too, though? I just want a good game. I just want a close game. Yeah. I feel like some of these, I don't care over under. I don't care. I want a, a good um, close game, but getting back to um, my head pick here, talking about the 49ers offense as of now, the time of recording, I know they've been saying that Debo Samuel, um, you know, he is practicing. He is banged up. We'll see. I mean, we saw last week with like Mark Andrews, you know, he was practicing and then they don't activate him for the game. Debo Samuel did have to deal with, I believe it was a fractured shoulder. Look, this is a guy that they clearly want uh, playing because he is a jack of all trades. He could do everything. I surprisingly enough, Brock Purdy is really good statistically, like first in a lot of categories, even when Debo Samuel does not play. I don't think it's going to hurt him, but what I think it does do. Um, obviously, the Lions are going to be focused in on Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best offensive player in the game today. And then I think Kittle is probably their next up to stop, which to me means that Brandon Ayuk should see a lot of targets, especially out wide. I like him over five and a half receptions here. It's plus 118. And I think even if Debo is does playing, maybe he's more of a decoy or he's just in less snaps. I just think it's going to be an IU game because you don't, you can't really, you know, all week they've been practicing with him. They missed Debo a couple weeks, a couple games rather. And I think that having IU is a guy you could trust. And, and he has the ability to, I think, be a, a true wide receiver one. He just happens to be playing and San Francisco, which is, you know, they're absolutely loaded. So I, I love this bet um, for him to go over, uh, even if Debo does suit up for the Kings. I, I don't think he's going to be close to 100%. Yeah, you say you're giving out picks to make people money and not to win this competition. Let me be very clear. I am here to win this competition. Uh, so I have to fail one of your picks to do so since I am trailing on a Friday. That is just what you have to do when you're down mm -hmm. eight, uh, eight units. But if I wasn't, I would have tailed that one. So take do that with uh, with it as you will, home audience. So I, I had to get away from NFL for just one pick here. Uh, bet the sport that I've been the hottest in recently. I've been running really good in the NBA, and I need to give out one in the head category. I am going to go tonight with a SGP in Mavericks Hawks, and it is Luka, 30-plus points, and then eight-plus assists. And the Mavs to cover the spread at minus 2.5. You put all that together and you get plus 180. Luca has hit 30 and 8 in 14 of his last 20 games. And anybody who's been listening to me has heard me say over, over, and over, and over again how much I'm fading the Hawks as they are historically bad against the spread. You add in the fact that you still have a little bit of edge in Luca from the draft day trade, uh, the day he entered the league where Atlanta passed on acquiring his rights, and that Trey Young is still not exited concussion protocol as of the time of taping and is questionable for tonight uh, as a result without Trey Young they have not been able to stay within single digits of another team so the two and a half doesn't scare me and besides as I said I am trailing so get something all the way up to plus 180 I think is a good way for me to push it a little bit and close that gap on you I, I got to ask now, you brought up Luka Doncic have you listened to the Kevin Hench rant yet against Luka Doncic uh, I listened to minus three this week, but you're going to have to go ahead and refresh me what he said about Luca. Well, Luca, do you see what Luca did the game the other night where he kicked the fan out for? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 I, yes, yes. I, I, basically, Hench was just saying that Luca has become uh, insanely soft, and like what the guy said was not offensive, and what like you're supposed to be as an, an athlete, you know, take the criticism from the the crowd. Obviously, we're not crossing a line, and this guy didn't apparently. Uh, but Luca kicked him out of the game because he was sitting right behind the bench, and he was just like, "Luca, you stink," and he got him removed yeah. from the game. Well, for, I mean, forgive me. I've been uh, fever dreaming for most of the week. I thought I might have fever dreamed uh, Hench Rand, but it was right, very on brand for him. Not only did Hench, like, just go ahead and eviscerate uh, Doncic for his reaction, he just went ahead and, like, also just dug in on how crappy he is as a player mm -hmm. and how overinflated he is and how he'll never be the best player on a championship team. Like, it was a very Henchian take. Um, and, and he said the same things about James Harden, right? And he's mm -hmm. been right about James Harden. So is Doncic young James Harden, or is he going to mature at a faster rate or not? I think is what we're going to have to see as, as his career develops. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to start comparing uh, Luca to to James Harden. I certainly would take Luca on my team any day. But I do agree with Hench that it was a kind of soft move to remove a fan who was not crossing the line in any way. I know that you know in society today we're you know want to quick quick to cancel people, but I think this guy was you know did his right as a a fan who paid money for a good ticket and you you get a lot you're allowed yeah. to boo the opposing team. So I, I have no yeah. problem there. But um, either yeah, way, Doncic will jog 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 his way to thirty and eight and a win tonight. So I feel still feel good about my plus one eighty. But hey, the NBA bets have been good. Like I said, we're trying to win people money here. Um, well, the heater pick for me, you know, and I'm going, this is my only hockey uh, pick of the the week. Uh, for, I mean, to, for today, been only hockey the entire week here. The Oilers, the, the Oilers continue to do it. Um, this is by far the toughest match they're going to have uh, playing uh, National Predators. They they shut out the Blackhawks 3-0. Uh, they're keeping this winning streak alive. They're, I mean, look, they're just winning games. Uh, I'm shocked how good they've been defensively. They're not winning these games like 6-5. Again, like, you know, the Blackhawks don't have a ton of offense, but they're still shutting them out. That's something that all year long you have to kind of watch out for with the Oilers is how good they're going to be defensively, how good would their goaltending be, and they're doing a good job of that. Again, Nashville will be a tougher test. They are a better team than uh, than Chicago and the other teams that Oilers have been playing lately. But, uh, again, I'm still going to keep riding them. There's no odds on it yet, but uh, Oilers to win the game. I'm guessing they'll be laying the goal in half. Um, which is fine because they've been hot and you got to, you know, hope for the empty net. And plus I have, like I said, last trendy, if they get on special teams, they get on the power play when they have the man advantage, they are truly scary. Um, one of the best power play teams of this generation. So I'm going to keep riding the Oilers and it's fun to see the streak uh, keep going. Hey, on Wednesday, what was the game that we talked about? Uh, Cause we were taping live on Tuesday night. They're like, Oh, I think you can still cover that even though it's late. And then the, exactly what we described the way you were going to cover, like happened as soon as we finished taping. They were playing the Blue Jackets, and it was uh, it was one one, and we were taping it, and then uh, I, you know, uh, it was one one going into the third, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna get tight, and then we were recording it, and then we did a couple picks, and I look, I checked ESPN again, and then boom, the Oilers are up two goals, so it was three to one. That I believe they got the empty netter, um, and like the yeah, like I just said, like they're just they're they're playing, they're scoring enough goals, but they're holding teams to one goals to zero goals, and yes, I know before you say Eddie, they play the Blue Jackets, Eddie, they play the Blackhawks. I understand that. But for the Oilers, this is a big step in what they have to do to actually be truly one of the best teams in the league. So uh, they turned it on just like that. They scored when we were recording. And like I said, I hope we see another, you know, 4 nothing, uh, four one, three nothing effort uh, tonight um, or next game, sorry, versus the uh, the Predators. And again, a tougher matchup, a way better defensive team. But I, I think the Oilers' offense is so good they're capable of doing that. Yeah, I just like that we predicted it live on the air, even though we're yeah. recording our podcast. We didn't get to, if we were radio, we would have been celebrating, but yeah. want to give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back. Uh, so I have three picks here, and this is one reason that your lead isn't quite as big as it looks like, since I do have two more bets than you in this uh, particular show. I'm giving out all my heaters, and I'm going with uh, quarterback overs as my heater category. And so I'm going in the Lions and Niners game. I'm going with stats that are near and dear to one Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie's heart, which is quarterback rushing yards. Golf's line is a half yard. One yard wins this bet. That is minus 111. Purdy is seven and a half, and that is minus 104. Golf is, uh, so this is the important part about this bet, right? Golf is not a running quarterback. Purdy is not a running quarterback. You know who runs in the playoffs? Everyone, mm -hmm. everything is on the line. Think about Elway helicoptering into the end zone. Like <laughs> teams aren't scheming for the quarterback to run when they haven't run all year. And suddenly when they got to get that first down, they don't expect them to take off. They don't expect them to lower the shoulder on the linebacker to pick up that extra yard. That is playoff football. That is what we see. So Jared Goff, uh, he, he did not have a single rushing yard in six out of 19 regular season games. And he's known his career. Five out of eight times in the playoffs, wouldn't you know he's done it? Purdy, five out of 18 regular season games, he didn't clear seven and a half. In the playoffs, he's three for four, baby. And the only one he didn't do it was when he was injured against the Eagles last year. So I love these two. Those lines are way too low. You don't think about these guys using their feet, but you got to in the playoffs.
Yeah, I I just feel like yeah, I'm not I'm not smarter than Vegas, but I did feel like I kind of stepped into something this this past season where the rushing totals for quarterbacks, the non-running quarterbacks, are uh, low. And then we are in the age of the tush push, like the, like the half a yard for God. That's a that's easily that's a that's a QB sneak yard right there. Um, and then people have to also factor in like, yeah, Purdy isn't the most mobile guy, but he's a guy that if he's getting chased and he wants to avoid the sack, he can scamper for uh, the seven and a half yards. You can clear that in one scramble. So I I, I love those. Those bets um it's, it's something that like i really wish in california i could bet legally on season i'd be betting that all the time there's just so many quarterbacks um you know like baker comes to mind and a few other guys uh justin herbert was a good one two of this year this though that line was just set so low and all it takes is one defensive end come from their blind side chase him and then you go get that first down and then that's it like you cleared your bet yeah. in like, the first quarter it's just like that to me it's a home run bet i love that the point five gets a little scary because of kneel downs but if, if you lose this bet because Goff had two yards, and then they blew out the Niners and are in victory formation and take three deals. Like, <laughs> yeah. all right, you lost it. Like, you know, go with God on that one. Um, all right, I owe you one more quarterback over, and it is a bet I will just continue to ride into the ground. Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes, minus 127. I wanted to make this my cred pick, but it fit my heater category, so uh, I went ahead and played the pattern instead. Mahomes is 12 out of 16 in the playoffs and Eddie conference championship games. He is five for five at getting at least a pair of touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I wouldn't bet him at this point in order to do this. I know you like the chiefs in the game and we'll be covering that a little bit more in a second, but it's just one of the more dependable things. And just like I said, if you lose on golf kneel downs, so be it. If you lose on the first Mahomes stinker and conference championships, so be it. Otherwise play that over cash your ticket. What's funny about that bet, and I, and I do like it, and, and it's it's certainly possible he, he should do it, but weirdly enough, this is like the first Chiefs team where I feel like they could win the game with Mahomes still not clearing that because, like I was mentioning before, their defense is a lot better. I would not be shocked if they forced some kind of defensive touchdown. And with how good Pacheco's been, um, and then there's still like the other thing, like that you know we saw like the Michael Hardman run the other like where he fumbled, like there there's still like the Andy Reid may throw a trick play inside the five, which I don't know why he would, but like there's still that uh, option too. So um, while I do think Mahomes for them to win this game, I think he probably has to be in that two touchdown plus range. I would not be shocked if this was like the Chiefs win and an ugly win where probably a low scoring game because of these defenses where he does not do that, if that makes sense. But uh, I do like the bet. I do think that for them to win comfortably, they're gonna, he's going to have to do that. And you do like the Chiefs. So go ahead and give everybody mm -hmm. your cred bet. Uh, my cred bet here. Um, I am taking the Chiefs plus the three and a half. It's uh, it's plus 100 right now. I almost took the money line, but I was just playing it a little bit more conservatively, a little safer, but I had a better number there. I do think the Chiefs will win this game. I look, I, I, I'm, I told you before I picked the Chiefs in the preseason to reach the Super Bowl again in a, in a match versus the uh, versus the Eagles. I said they're going to be in the title game. They're going to be hosting it, although they're not this year, uh, playing the Jaguars. I believe in the Chiefs, and then I kind of got off the Chiefs in the in our picks in the playoffs, and I was picking the Bills, and I don't know what I was doing. Like, yes, Josh Allen had an amazing game. Josh Allen is not Patrick Mahomes, and the Bills are not the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just a good team, and we're stupid for leaning into this, like, prisoner of the moment mentality that the NFL media loves to do when we get swayed with these opinions and you read stuff, and this not this team isn't good, and they're doing them a disservice on giving them weapons. Like, no, like I said, they, they got Pacheco. Rasheed Rice is a young, uh, up-and-coming guy. Like, I think Kelsey was dealing with injuries all year long. This is a different team. It's just, This is not, like, the high-flying Chiefs of a few years ago. They built this team to be sustainable long-term. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a, you know, he struggles in the, this is his first AFC title game ever. His only wins we've seen were years ago versus the Titans and then versus these, uh, the new, you know, very young Texans team. Uh, that when he's owned three in the playoffs at the Ravens allow more than 13 points, he has a three and 14 record when he's playing either a playoff team or a quality playoff qualified team. Uh, the record's three and 14 when that team scores 23 or more points. So he's relying a lot on this defense to keep him in the game. And I just don't think that's something that you're going to ever accomplish with Patrick Mahomes. There's a reason why Mahomes has lived in this game. And every year you expect him to get back to this game, six straight years. So, 
while people like to poo-poo this Chiefs team because there's no Tyreek Hill and it's not Kelsey in his prime, that to me doesn't matter because this is a different Chiefs team. And um, I'm talking them up, even though I'm I'm not going to pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I do think uh, I do think they're gonna they're gonna beat this Ravens team. Which again, Lamar has been playing like an MVP as of late. Uh, this is not against him, but I just think. Uh, I, I'm. I don't know why. Like you know, back in the Brady era, we everyone would always be like, "Oh yeah, well, Brady's gonna lose eventually," and he did, but very few times. And those games are memorable. And I think right now, more often than not, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are gonna get their way. They're gonna win this game. And also, I don't want to dive into conspiracies, but we did talk about this on minus three a little bit. Yeah, Getting shot. Getting well, not even that. Getting Sean Smith to referee this game, who oh, yeah. overwhelmingly supports. Uh, I, I guess supports is a strange word to use, but is in favor in terms of his calls with the road team as opposed to the home team. Uh, I, I think you got to like the yeah. Chiefs in this game. Yeah, go listen to minus three for that. Get past the uh, the Lucas Lander and get right into that take. That was a great one. I enjoyed that conversation quite a bit. So, uh, Eddie, I was thrilled to see this pick come across this morning. I'm not going to lie because you allowed me to align all of my interests. I am here to win contests. I am not here to just give out the best picks. And while I am a big believer in the Chiefs, you, by taking the Chiefs, allow me to fail your cred pick, which I needed to do in order to catch up. You also uh, are ahead of me in the fantasy contest, which I need Lamar Jackson to to have a game and also to knock out because then I'm going to take you down if uh, he makes the Super Bowl. And I'm... Two back in the season-long contest, the Pick'em contest, against a kid from Kansas City who is obviously taking the Chiefs in the conference championship game. So I get to take the Ravens three times here in three different contests. So if you believe that I deserve to be happy in life, that you should take the Ravens. If you want to fail Toby personally, go ahead and back the Chiefs in this game. I've got too many eggs in this Ravens basket. Uh, so yeah. I actually... I I know you didn't even think I saw your face. You didn't even realize that Lamar thing until I just said it. So that I, even I, gets me on two sides. I did push. I I like I don't get nervous about the fantasy leagues. And not only do we have the EP league, but me and Jen have another uh, another team as well going on in the contest. And I I did forget about that a little bit. Now I'm nervous again with only the thirty point lead and you having the MVP winner of the NFL. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, watch it sweat live. This is great. This is what you want as the underdog. You want to make that favorite sweat. Uh, so in my credibility, I'm going to the other game just because I, I already got enough on Ravens Chiefs. And I look for my favorite way to play uh, besides that under. And I'm going to play an SGP, an adjusted uh, adjusted prop SGP. So I'm going to play McCaffrey, 25-plus receiving yards, 75-plus rushing yards, and just the money line for the Niners. Take the seven out. Take the seven and a half out. They just got to win the game. Those three legs together are plus 141, Eddie. I think you're going to end up tailing this one. I, I know you like this one. Uh, he has yeah. hit. You are tailing it. I got it right. I am, am tailing it. I, I, I'll, you'll see when we get to our, our second guess. I have a, a I don't have a portion of it, but it, it shows you where I'm leaning in this game. Um, obviously, you have to, you know, the Niners money line doesn't really win you a lot. So once you start adding stuff with it, and I think when you're looking, you know, at a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, if this if this award, this NFL MVP award, was not strictly a quarterback award, I don't see how you don't give it to him. He's probably going to win the Offensive Player of the Year, um, and I think he's going to do a lot in this game because, you know, uh, people say what they want about Brock Purdy, but you know, and 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 he can't throw in the certain conditions, and he's a game manager. Well, you know what? If I had Christian McCaffrey behind me, I'd be utilizing him too. So I, I think this is a smart play by you. There you go. The guy who's way up on me just gave my own reason for my cred pick on the last show of the week. I think that is a great omen. This is hitting six out of nine. Uh, he is really the guy who drives that offense forward more than Purdy. I think he shows it to the world on Sunday night, and we spend the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl having a lot of McCaffrey conversations and who should actually have been the MVP, him or either Lamar Jackson or uh, whoever else that he might be facing, you know, McCaffrey versus Mahomes is also a great conversation and Purdy yeah. might fade a little bit in the background. Well, what I'll say is this. So we had to ask Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, after the Super Bowl, would you rather have NFL MVP or the, or the Super Bowl MVP? I think I know what his answer is and it's the Super Bowl MVP. Damn right. It would be. Yeah. yeah and I think outside of injury, I don't see him like failing short of these totals. So I feel great about this one. Plus Plus one forty-one. You're up eight, but you're nervous, man. I can see it. After I gave out that slate of picks, you think I might have a chance here. 
I I do look I I like it a lot I love I mean like the NBA stuff you you seem to be locked in on and I, I I've been touting the quarterback overs all year so I love that pick um like I said we'll get to the the second guess shortly but I, I obviously like the Niners I'm picking them to win the game I love Christian McCaffrey there's no reason not to he was the fantasy MVP uh, all year long and I think it's back to your hard pick with the under there's a chance that golf struggles hitting, you know, connecting in the middle of the field. So I think these are all, and these are all in play. It should be a really, really good fun final battle uh, of trendy. And, and again, and what it goes back to is just, uh, I hope we have a fun week of football and that Lamar Jackson does lose and has a bad game. So then I win the fantasy league. Hey, amen. Amen. I hear your hopes and I hope they all go up in smoke. Uh, so let's go with our sponsors a little bit more love, do our second guess, and then send people into this awesome weekend. All right, Eddie, we are back. Uh, my second guess is really quick. It is it is a defensive over. Don't give a lot of those on the show. Those aren't the guys who get the glory. They're not the fantasy players. But Jadavian Clowney has been reborn as a Raven, and his assist total is only a half. So one assist from Jadavian Clowney, you cash this bet at minus 140. He's done it 9 out of 10. He's obviously been a stud talent for his entire career, but he's finally in a system that is uh, really supporting him. Got a great chance at a ring, and I think that you can afford your own ring if you load up on this bet. It just shows you great organizations just do smart things. And JDM Clowney, like guy, the back nine of his career, obviously was the first overall pick. And they just bring him in and they just rotate him in this D line, this great defense in Baltimore. And he helps him so much. I think it's a, a great move and good to see the second act of his career. Uh, he's still flourishing there. And mine, um, it's the Niners uh, given the seven, it's minus 120. The reason why I have it as a second guess and not one of my main bets is I'm still slightly afraid of like a backdoor cover by the Lions. Obviously, that offense is potent. You can make the argument of the guys in the LPP. We're saying that if the Niners are missing Debo, you can make the case that the Lions have the better offensive talent. And I, I do worry about that. Jameer Gibbs, big play explosion. Sam Laporta, best rookie tight end we've seen in quite some time. And Amon Ross St. Brown, who doesn't get enough love for being one of the best, you know, three to five receivers in the league. So uh, I'm a little afraid of that. I do think the Niners will win. Um, so I, I say second guess is them laying the touchdown there uh, at minus 120. Yeah, and also like I mean, you can look, you can put some money down on that. But you said yourself, you want it to be a close game. So if the Niners are up like twenty, yeah, you cast your bet, but you're kind of <laughs> depriving yourself of one of the last couple of games of the year being a good one. So <laughs> go ahead and align your interest in some ways, Eddie. Uh, align everybody's interest to the fifteen minute show. What did you guys cover, and where can they find it? Uh, it is live now on Twitter slash X slash the minus three Facebook um, and also on the extra points YouTube page. Obviously, we do the picks for the conference title games and bonus check hands out the Sonic Award winner for the 2023 calendar year. So got to tune in the back end of that one for that. Awesome. Uh, we cover we did cover it in glory, so I think that just posted as well. The best of is also going up today, so we got you heading into the weekend. We got you ready to go. If you need to go back earlier in the week. Uh, great episodes of Extra Points with uh, the Dutch Mook was on. They had, they had some really fun conversations. Minus three is great as always. Also, Waiver Wired and Lemon Pepper Parlay. So this is one of the last um, football weekends of the year, obviously. We hope you fully dig into it. Enjoy all the rest of the sports around it. Eddie, I love having you on here. I'm sure you'll be back on sooner rather than later for your hockey picks because you really do know the sport. and You've been making people a lot of money this week. I appreciate you having me on. It's always fun doing it. Uh, looking forward to more music and hockey talk. Yeah. Send me those Spotify playlists right. yeah. and enjoy the football games, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Take care.